Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. So happy to have you with us here today. Welcome everybody in our chat rooms. Welcome everybody who's now with us on DLive. DLive and Twitch, our newest platforms. Look at me, I'm like swiveling in my seat. I'm so excited. <laughs> Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. Don't forget to hit that like and share. Help us overcome and defeat the AI sensors. I am... Uh, I'm just excited to be here with you guys today. I had a really great productive day and uh, good fellowship with some great people today. And I feel sort of renewed and refreshed. Uh, JC is not with us here at the moment. If he gets done with the business that he's taking care of, he'll pop in with us later. But that uh, that is uh, our loss. And we will wait for him to... I will be happy when he returns, but we're going to keep going. Look at all these people, north to south, coast to coast, Connecticut, Montana, Washington State, Indiana, Florida, all over Vermont, uh, Mississippi. Holy cow, you guys are so incredible. Go ahead and do hit that share right now. So the sooner that you hit the share button, the sooner your friends and family members get a notice and they can come in and they don't miss anything. They don't have to go back and watch us from the beginning. They can join us and get educated from the get-go. Welcome to episode one, two, four, six. Are you guys ready? One, two, four, six. Hey, Redding, California. We are going to be in uh, Yuba City, California, starting Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week. Yuba City at Glad Tidings Church. If you want to know more about our event, uh, JC and I will both be speaking. Uh, if you want to know more about that event, go to chrisannhall.com. I'll just, it's right there up on the screen, chrisannhall.com. Go ahead and click on the calendar that's there. You'll get the details about our event and you'll even get a map to know how to get there. Now, this is a registration event, so make sure you call Glad Tidings Church and get registered for the event. I'm sure they won't going to turn anybody away at the door, but I think they need to know how many people are going to be there because it is a three-day event. And uh, they want to get an idea of the crowds. I am sure that it's going to be packed out. So the sooner you get involved, the better. I am loving this DLive thing, guys. Really glad to see you. It's a little bit of your DLives don't come up on my main screen here. So I'm watching you on my phone. And it's really, really awesome to have you guys with us. If you are curious about events coming to your area, Again, go to chrisannhall.com, click on the calendar. You can even search by your state. Uh, and uh, if you don't find an event in your area, you can even contact us through chrisannhall.com and uh, fill out a and, and request an event in your area. Really excited about what's going on. Happy to be a part of the restoration of our constitutional republic. I thought that in light of the heaviness 
uh, the anxiety that many of of our patriots are feeling in late, and the news is not helping us any at all. I thought I'd do something a little bit different this morning and give you guys uh, a little bit of fun today. A little bit of a, a funny. Now, the, the video itself is not the best quality, but it is one of the best that I've seen sort of satire poking fun at the way uh, political correctness makes us work. I mean, laughed my tail off when I saw this. And so I wanted to share it with you, give you a little humor for the day. I think the news is, JC and I tried to find this again on the internet. I think BBC took it down because ironically, I think somebody found it offensive. <laughs> So here we go. Gonna share this video with you just to give you a little afternoon humor. I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a member of the Chinese community as I uh, apologize for using the phrase uh, Chinese whispers. I appreciate that this is deeply offensive to the Chinese. Uh, I, I completely understand why they went totally mental. I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a mental health campaigner to witness my apology for using the phrase, they've gone mental. You see, some of you are surprised that I'm apologizing, but no. Gone are the days when getting an apology out of me was like getting a five out of an Aberdonian, eh? I would like to apologize uh, to the largest Aberdonian community, the Aberdonians. Uh, I do understand that uh, Aberdonian feelings are important. I'm surprised, actually, that our Diversity officer didn't make that clear to me, honestly. Sometimes around here, it's like the blind leading the blind. I would like to apologise to Scotland's blind community. I hear your concerns, and I promise you, they will not fall on deaf ears. I would like to apologise to the deaf community. I would like to say sorry. And I realised what I said. I, honestly, I had a fit. I apologise unreservedly to all of the epileptics in Scotland for my use of the word fit. I, I completely understand why you've got to be in your bonnet. I would like to apologize to anyone connected with bees or the wider bee community. Bees, indeed, are a vital part of society. I tried my best to get to a statement that, that wouldn't offend anyone. I, I really did. But do you know what? When me and my advisors get together, honestly, it's like two bald men fighting over a comb. I would like to apologize to Scotland's bald community, of which I am a member. I would like to apologize and exonerate myself. Chief, I'm sorry. Chief, you're forgiven. I was particularly pleased with my final apology because I could uh, apologize and accept the apology at the same time. I do like to kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> I would like to apologize to the entire avian community for my cruel and insensitive ones. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you have it, guys. <laughs> A little bit of humor for you today, and um, I just thought that that was, that was a little bit too much fun to pass up today, and before we got into, you know, the real sort of stink of it, it made me really laugh because, and now I'm actually laughing a little bit harder knowing that, you know, some of you came in in the chat room and said, yeah, they took it down, and... <laughs> Here's Richard Kramer telling us, yeah, BBC took it down. And that makes me even laugh even harder. We we can't even, is satire dead, guys? I mean, we can't even enjoy 
uh, laughing at ourselves anymore. Satire. <laughs> Satire is one of my favorite, favorite forms of humor. And the fact that we can't even have that anymore uh, is is very depressing to me. <laughs> Seriously, laughter is the best medicine and there's nothing more healthy than giving a good hearty chuckle at yourself. You have to be uber arrogant uh, to, to not be able to laugh at yourself. That is like a psychological disorder to be so arrogant that you cannot laugh at yourself. Thank you, Teresa Jane, for getting sovereign duty. Hey, guys, just wanted to mention, if you do order Sovereign Duty, I know everybody is on this kind of uh, ban, this kind of boycott of Amazon. But whatever format you buy uh, Sovereign Duty, whatever website you use, uh, with the exception of chrisannhall.com, obviously, would you please leave a review for Sovereign Duty? And the more reviews that you leave, the more people will be encouraged to get this truth, because this is really the key to getting control. If Donald Trump, and I know there are people out there, I don't want to Hope springs eternal, so I don't want to dash anybody's hopes. But if Donald Trump simply concedes and doesn't challenge his his uh, this election any further, uh, we have two years. We have two years to really make progress and fix what's going on in America. And that has to happen. Can I repeat that again? That has to happen at the state and local level. We are not going to fix Washington, D.C. through Washington, D.C. And we're not going to fix the election process through Washington, D.C. because all elections happen local. And if Biden-Harris become president, I saw you say them together, Biden-Harris, you could just say that one word, Biden-Harris, probably be better to say Harris-Biden. If Harris-Biden, Biden-Harris uh, takes office, they are endorsing many, many unconstitutional activities, state sovereignty stealing activities, uh, in your intimate life liberty stealing activities we have the authority to resist federal laws that do not follow the constitution we absolutely have that authority we absolutely have that duty and we can do that at the state and local le local levels with peaceful non-compliance no excuses here guys this is a no excuse zone so no more complaining about everybody else. Nobody, you know, these people aren't going to do this. We never going to get that done. This is a no excuses zone because we actually do have the solutions. Absolutely have them. But we just have to get educated, organized, and activated. Can I just say this as simply as possible? We've got to get out from behind our keyboards and get in front of those we've elected and trusted to uh, create our laws to, well, let's just say uphold our constitutions. 
And so we don't have to be violent. We just have to be vigilant. And that's what I'm trying to encourage you today. Uh, let me share this, this article with you. This is, uh, <laughs> I was like somebody I was talking to yesterday and kind of made me laugh, love the word quintessential, but this is, this is a uh, quintessential Soviet style, uh, communism style. I don't know if J when JC gets back, if he makes it back in time, uh, can, can put the proper words in my mouth to name this. But very, very Marxist, very, very socialist, the ideology of guilt by association and the purging of our institutions of education. And so here you have Harvard University removes a Republican lawmaker from advisory committee over claims of election fraud. So the top line here is that Harvard Institute of Politics announced on Tuesday it has removed Representative Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York, from its senior advisory committee following her repeated echoing of what they always say. Are you ready? This is, you know what? I think this has probably become one of the most overused phrases by the left. Baseless. They keep using that word. And I don't think that word means what they think it means. Baseless. But here they go. Of her repeated echoing of baseless claims of widespread voter fraud, uh, from Donald Trump and her decision to vote against certifying president-elect Joe Biden's electoral victory last Wednesday. You know what's really interesting about that whole phrase and the wording of that language from Forbes? Now, I don't have the, uh, the announcement from Harvard uh, I don't know if I can pull that up or not. We'll go back and look at that. But um, yeah, here we go. Here's the announcement. We'll go ahead and share that so we can look at it together. I want to see if they use the terminology baseless claim. So January 12th, 2021, the year that, man, that stands to make 2020 look like a tiptoe through the tulips, I suspect. To the members of the Senior Advisory Committee, over the past several days, Mark Giernan and I have spent a, a good deal of time considering the role at the Institute of Politics of our colleague, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, whom I've included in this message. Oh, thank you very much for your gracious copy. Mark and I have read public materials, listened to students and alumni, and consulted with colleagues at Harvard on this very on this important matter. Uh, and he's uh, Doug, Doug, who is you know I don't know. Oh, who is Dean? Um, let's see, Dean Elmendorf sent the following message to the senior advisory committee. And he says, 
The following, following this consideration, I spoke with Elise and asked her to step aside from the senior advisory committee. My request was not about political parties, political ideology, or her choice of candidates for president. You know, I, I, I will have to just sort of an inter, interject a disagreement there. I don't think you can censor someone's discontent over an election process. You can censor someone's uh, political vote and speech and then turn around and say your decision is not about political ideology. You might be able to say it's not about political parties. You could possibly be even uh, justified in saying it's not about who she voted for for president. But you absolutely, Mr. Harvard Dean, cannot eliminate your political ideology bias. So uh, D uh, Doug goes on to say, rather, in my assessment, Elise has made public assertions about voter fraud in November's presidential election that have no basis in evidence. Yeah, see, there's that thing again. No basis. I just I'm just wondering, where do they get their definition of terms? No basis in evidence, because. I watched, you know, maybe Doug didn't even have the time. You know, you're a dean at Harvard. You don't have time to do things like actually look at evidence. You don't have time to actually watch the Senate hearings that are conducted at the state level where people who are senators in maybe Georgia who actually don't believe there was evidence of voter fraud actually had the opportunity to question the uh, witnesses and the experts about this voter fraud, right? So maybe he doesn't have time in his busy Harvard schedule to actually look at evidence, but it's going to be really difficult for him in that to have credibility about the baselessness of those claims. Because JC and I actually watched the Senate hearing, and you can argue with the degree of the claims with the magnitude of the claims, but you cannot with any degree of credibility call that baseless, right? You can't call it baseless. So anyway, he goes on, he says, moreover, these assertions and statements do not reflect policy disagreements, but bear on the foundations of the electoral process. Praise God that we have people with the, fortitude and the spine to question a and investigate potential fraud in an investigation. Do you guys realize what's happening here? People are being shunned. They're being fired. They're being shunned from society. They're being excluded politically because they are questioning a process. I mean, if you get down to the bottom of it, what this guy is actually saying, what Doug is actually saying is you cannot question a process of government. You cannot question a process of government. If you do, you will be shunned and exiled. He says, I made this request to Elise, mindful of her important contributions to the crucial mission of the Institute of Politics over a long period of time. 
blah, 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 blah. In my conversation, she declined to step aside. You go, girl. And I told her that I would therefore remove her from the IOP Senior Advisory Committee at this time. I look forward to continuing to work with you to inspire and guide students at Harvard College with their interests in politics and public service. Mind you, he should have put a caveat in there. I look forward to continuing to work with you to create an echo chamber of political ideological purity that only supports our perspective, which is radical, by the way, a radical political idea, a political ideological perspective that to question anything in government is somehow worthy of exile. Welcome to Harvard, people, where you can only learn what the Maoists want you to learn. You can only learn what whatever faction of communism they're expressing at the moment, you can only learn what they want you to learn. And so she has been exiled, purifying, eliminating any modicum of, of hope that your students at Harvard will get any kind of education. So there you have it, people. If you want your children to actually learn something, Make sure that you actually educate your student, your your children, your grandchildren, and you do not send them to Harvard. Now, I uh, the title of our of our show today has to do with something that Nancy Pelosi has alleged, and what the House of Representatives is doing in their. Oh, well, this is an article from ABC News, so you'll just have to, I sort of sift through their their incendiary uh, language that is used. Because, you know, right, Donald Trump says, uh, go peacefully. We don't want violence. But then you have the media coming in and talking about and inciting actual violence. So. Here we go. Democrats cite rarely used part of the 14th Amendment in new impeachment article. Excuse me. I think I may be generating the hiccups here shortly. So uh, what we have now, we've talked about this because the big question was. Why would they be impeaching Donald Trump? Well, what, what day is this? This is the 12th. And why would they be peaching Donald Trump with eight days left? And I've been trying to teach you that they want to impeach Donald Trump with eight days left because they want to try to ensure that he will never hold office again. They're terrified of this man holding office. They are terrified by the things that he has done. You can like Donald Trump. You can hate Donald Trump. We are a not a Trump sycophant show. We are a not a never Trumper show. We are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. 
Okay, so just be clear. I always give you those little sort of legal disclaimers before we go into this because someone is going to obviously at some point in time jump in the chat room or leave a comment about how I'm always I'm always defending Trump or I'm always criticizing Trump. Neither of those statements are true. I am always uh, criticizing unconstitutional behavior and I am always trying to encourage constitutional behavior. So whether Trump falls on that in one point and one side or the other, it will determine on my comments of the day. But if you love Trump or hate Trump, you cannot deny that Donald Trump has done more than any other president in the last 70 years to number one, restore state sovereignty to get the federal government out of the internal order operations of the state. Number two, Donald Trump has done more than any president in the last 70 years to end the endless wars across the globe. I mean, at least our involvement. We're never going to end those wars. And that's part of the problem. Continual warring is what they're going to be doing. We just don't need to be involved in their continual warring. Hate Donald Trump or love Donald Trump? You cannot deny Donald Trump has worked uh, hard through the use of executive orders to trim down the executive branch. And so all those things in light, yes, for those I'm just anticipating, yes, he's done unconstitutional things. But in these things that we have messaged, mentioned, excuse me, Donald Trump has done more than any other president in the last 70 years. So love him or hate him, that's the reality, right? And so what Congress is, uh, what the House of Representatives wants to do is to bring articles of impeachment against Donald Trump to ensure that Donald Trump cannot run for office again in four years. Because they don't want this man to come in on the same ground under which he left and undo everything that can uh, that, you know, the Harris Biden administration is going to attempt to accomplish. Now, we're going to get up. We're going to get away from behind our keyboards. We're going to get in front of our state and local elected representatives. We are going to do that over the next two years. So at midterms, you are going to see, and I will make this prediction, you are going to see the largest midterm flip state, local, and federal that we have seen in many, many decades. It's going to actually Uh, You know, I mean, it's actually going to overshadow the midterm flip that happened when Barack Obama was president on the second term. And so what we we are going to do that, I am speaking that truth for you, but they're terrified that Donald Trump is going to come back and run for office and actually undermine all of their attempted progress. Now, 
I've been trying to tell you that that's why they're trying to impeach him because they don't want him to run again. And that's what Nancy Pelosi is actually explaining to us in that article. So let me show you what we've been telling you for the last few days. And some people actually have come into our chat room and poo-pooed me on this. I'm sorry. It's just simply a fact of the matter. Uh, the 14th Amendment, the uh, third article in the 14th Amendment is what they're, they're referring to. And we'll go ahead. I'll put that up there on the screen. I'll make it bigger for those of you who are watching on the phone. I'm not sure if that actually helps. But the third uh, section three of the 14th Amendment reads, no person shall be a senator, a representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislator or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, or giving aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may vote of two-thirds of each house to remove such disability. Now, I'm going to go ahead and see if highlighting this will work for you, those of you who are watching us. Remember, if you are listening to us on podcast, then uh, you can also go watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Facebook. We leave them up on Facebook. We leave them up on uh, YouTube. You can watch them on Twitch. I don't believe that DLive is recording them this time and, and uh, showing uh, replays or archiving, but you know we're, we're new at DLive, so we'll figure all that out. But let me show you how this works. All right. The criteria is for Section 3, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution, against the same, meaning the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> yes, Carol Quigley. Let me put this up there because this is brilliant. Yes, Carol Qui Quigley, a member of Congress has to be outed by, yes, wait for it, you got it, a member of Congress. By the way, that's why Thomas Jefferson said, I don't mean to chase any rabbits, but that's why Thomas Jefferson said that impeachment was really merely a scarecrow. And so uh, the issue here is they actually the House of Representatives cannot merely allege that Donald Trump has engaged in insurrection or rebellion. They actually have to prove that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection or rebellion or given aid or comfort to the enemies, which is treason, by the way. That is the definition of treason. So Congress will have to prove treason at this point, for Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to apply. Are you catching that? They can't and will not be able to prove Donald Trump has incited a riot 
We talked about that yesterday in the Brandenburg test, the two-prong constitution test we call the Brandenburg test that determines whether someone is has actually committed the crime of inciting. And you have to have imminent ability and imminent action. So you're, you're going to look at Donald Trump's speech because that's going to be the evidence, right? You have to look at the text of Donald Trump's speech. It's not what he implies. It not, it's not what the hearer thinks. It's not what somebody who wants to inject meaning to Donald Trump's statements inject meaning to be. The legal definition of insurrection is what do the words of the speaker actually do? And so go back and watch yesterday's archive show and you will understand that there is not a snowball's chance in Hades for our House of Representatives to prove in the Senate trial that Donald Trump has engaged in inciting. They're not even going to be able to prove insurrection. So uh, they can't prove inciting. They cannot prove insurrection. It's just, you know, the whole thing is just mind-blowing to me. How do we get to the point where people... I mean, I actually was on a show with some people who were were repeating what the media has said that Donald Trump has said and never even thought to go and actually see what Donald Trump actually said. I mean, for four years now, we have heard over and over and over again the media. And you know what? Let's just not go four years. Let's go decades. We have heard the media time and time again quote using, for those of you who are listening and not watching, using the finger quotes thing, quote people that simply are not true. By the way, it's not just simply political, is it? I mean, JC and I are basketball fans. There are basketball, professional basketball players who will not be interviewed by sports media because they're sick and tired of the media inventing things that they said. So this is not colossally new. This is not some great revelation that the media has somehow decided that they're going to reinvent truth no matter who they talk to. But what is colossally stunning is that the American people still tend to repeat what these people say as if they are true. I, I you know, I just just simply can't wrap my brain around that. So Patriots Press, uh, Chris Ann, I love you, love what you do, but how can we expect to see anything flipped in two years when quote finger quotes, they now control the elections. Patriots Press, my dear, dear friend, please go back and listen to the archived shows from the last five days. I mean, not because we don't do shows Saturday and Sunday. So five show days. Go back and listen. Voting is not how we control government. 
The fact that we believe voting is how we control government is why we are where we are today. It's not about voting. It's about what you do every other day of the year. And that's why you need to get my book, Sovereign Duty. We've talked about this on the air. Uh, let me just go ahead and put this up there. Sovereign Duty by Chris Ann Hall. I'll put the picture up there so you can see it. Uh, let's see. Look inside. There we go. All right. Screen sharing. Sovereign Duty by Chris Ann Hall. Hide other books. There we go. So you can get this on Kindle. You can get this book. Let's look at there. You can see on the inside. There's the contents page. There's the foreword. There's a beautiful poem written. Uh, just amazing. I, I think the purchase of the book is good for the poem, right? But there you go. You can get, uh, and you can even preview the book in the introduction. I don't even know how far the preview goes, actually. But it's all based on what the founders themselves want us to know about how our uh, constitutional republic was created to give the people the best part of the process. Um, Dallas, voting is a factor, but it is not the control. Voting is what you do to put people in office. Control comes after they're in there. So uh, find your sovereign duty. Copy wherever you may feel comfortable purchasing it. The book is not in audio format at the time, but it is available on Kindle. And I guess that's the commercial for today. Hey, I do need to do something for myself today. I keep forgetting to ask this question. I need you guys to help me find someone. There's a beautiful lady in Tampa, Florida, who I met at an event in Tampa, Florida, where I was teaching, obviously. And she gifted me with some products from a makeup line called Unique, Y-O-U-N-Q-U, something like that, Unique. I have lost her contact information, and I know she watches this show. So if you are watching this right now, please contact me. I want to I want to tell everybody about the product that you give that that you gave me because I've tested it now and I think it's really great. But I lost your contact information, and so I want to make sure that I give you credit for what it is that you've done. Nate Bama leading the way with the super chat today. Uh, what makes you think they're not going to steal the next election like they did this one? Um, well, see, number one, Nate, that's why we must get involved today at the state and local level to eliminate these machines and set up better checks and balances along the way and set up a process to for to forensically actually to to forensically uh, audit our elections. We have a way to do that. I mean, the guy who testified in in um, Georgia, the guy who invented the technology so barcodes could be read by, uh, oh, Katie Boggs. Great. Katie. Um, Katie, email me at info at chrisannhall.com. Info at chrisannhall.com. Email me there. Thank you very much. 
or you can contact me through chrisanhall.com website through the contact form. Thank you. So we can set up mechanisms to audit our elections. And that's what we need to do. But we need to start getting to work now. Okay. Getting to work now. We have to do that. And so we have we have that way. And let me put it to you this way, because voting is just is part of the process, not the control. Okay, part of the process, but not the control. Even if the election is, quote unquote, stolen, those people in office are still accountable to you and can be controlled by you every other day of the year. How? Through education of your neighbors, community members, whether your community be a county, your community be a city, or your community being the entire state, organizing people together and showing up in mass. Remember, it's about getting from behind your keyboard and getting in front of these people. You can have laws that secure the whole voting process so you don't have dead people voting, so you don't have people voting more than once. There are many, many, many things that we can do. And the only way they're going to control, we are going to be able to control them, is if they feel the heat of our presence. And that can't happen if we are sitting behind our keyboards. And yes, that's going to take some sacrifice. Emails are not it, guys. Emails are not it. Letters are not it. Phone calls are not it. We actually have to get in front of these people. So something very interesting happened today. And I wanted to talk about this with you. This very interesting thing that happened today. Today, Donald Trump, who is uh, still president of the United States, by the way, I don't care what you're hearing via email. There is so much disinformation going around. Like him or hate him, he is still president of the United States until January 20th, according to the Constitution. Okay, so uh, according to the Constitution... You have a president of the United States until January 20th when his term ends. That is a matter of the Constitution that has not been amended yet. Uh, Dragon's Talon recall elections work. Yes. Uh, and by the way, if you live in a state that does not have recall elections, then uh, you need to get legislation passed to actually. Um, have a, ma a means to do recalls. Not, I know this is shocking. It is mind blowing. But not every state has recall. Okay, so if you've heard that Donald Trump has been arrested, if you've heard that the Pope has been arrested, if you heard that, you know, Nancy Pelosi has been arrested, please, please, please don't spread that information. Uh, come on now, guys, seriously please. Okay. Please don't do that. But Donald Trump, who is still our president constitutionally until January 20th, held a press conference in Texas today. And what was shocking about that press conference 
in Texas is that there was a media blackout of this press conference. Now, I'm going to show you what I did when I was watching this. This is the video is not that really great, but I wanted to show you exactly what I was looking at so that you wouldn't think and because there's always people, oh, she's just making this up, right? She's just making this up. So I'm going to share this video with you. There's no sound in it, but you want to see this. Now watch as I show this. This is this is Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, live on a cell phone on a Right Side Media YouTube channel. Now watch what happens. Fox News, right? Watch. So there's Donald Trump giving his speech at the border wall straight to the TV Fox News nothing absolutely nothing how can you be the president of the United States and give a speech anywhere on the planet and not have mainstream media there somewhere how can that not happen? So uh, I, don't, I don't remember any media blackouts for Barack Obama, although that would be a little bit interesting kind of thing. If I didn't know about it, how did I know it didn't happen? But listen, guys, Fox News. Fox News. So what was happening the same time on Fox News that was ha uh, that overshadowed the president of the United States giving a speech about the border wall being built. And why wouldn't Fox News want everybody to see this conservative thing? You know, the conservatives have been absolutely fighting for this for how long now? This border wall thing? I mean, I don't know how many Fox people were talking about this. Now, obviously, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, they didn't cover this either. So if Fox isn't covering it, the rest of them aren't covering. What, did, what was going on at the time the president was talking about the border wall that overshadowed? Well, <laughs> seriously, guys, you cannot make this up. At the exact same time that Donald Trump was giving this his speech at the border wall, the Department of Justice scheduled their own press conference. Are you catching that? The Department of Justice, the FBI, who is actually run by the office of the president. The office of the president is the boss for the Department of Justice and the FBI. They schedule a press conference for the exact same time that their boss is supposed to be giving a press conference. Right? There you have it. The FBI. By the way, if somebody's trying to tell you the FBI... Uh, is compromised today, uh, you need to pick up a book called Chasing the Scream and learn that the FBI has always been 
compromised. This is absolutely nothing new. And by the way, uh, I have never been a fan of William Barr, will never be a fan of William Barr, and never be a fan of the Department of Justice because I have seen throughout my life, throughout my study of history, very little justice from the Department of Justice. But I wanted to play this clip for you from the Department of Justice's press conference because I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I clicked the audio here for you because I thought maybe I might have forgotten. So listen to this. And please remember I showed you the funny video today of the whole, um, you know, politically correct Scottish police officer rolling funny, rolling on the ground, laughing at yourself. Try not to laugh as hard because what this uh, assistant deputy in charge of the FBI says, if you don't laugh hysterically, you're going to want to cry. So here we go. The FBI is quite familiar with large scale, complex and fast moving investigations. We are, we are up to the challenge. As Director Ray says, <laughs> yeah. Can we just go ahead and hear that again? Uh, because I think that's worthy of a good laugh or two for you guys to hear that again. Are you ready? The FBI is quite familiar with large-scale, complex, and fast-moving investigations. We are, we are up to the challenge. <laughs> like, how many years did they have uh, the, the uh, Hunter Biden uh, comp- laptop? How many years? Did it take them? (laughs) Serious, guys. The FBI has never done anything large scale quickly. Are you kidding me? They are still investigating the execution of Lavoie Finnegan. They are still investigating whatever. I'm just up to the challenge. Maybe they're up to the challenge when it fits their agenda. Dossiers, Russian hacking. Come on now, guys. Not going. I, 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 please. Anybody want to see that again? Because that's just, that's just funny. You know, I, I mean, seriously, one more time. I can't get over that. That's hilarious. Ready? And destruction the Capitol last week. The FBI is quite familiar with large-scale, complex, and fast-moving investigations. We are... We are up for the challenge, he says. (laughs) Up for the challenge. Holy cow! We are up for the challenge. (laughs) Whatever. Meanwhile, uh, President Donald Trump is giving his speech. By the way, they knew this was happening. They knew this was scheduled at this time. Let me just prove to you. They knew. They scheduled this Department of Justice hearing on top of Donald Trump's hearing on purpose. So don't even tell me uh, what what you don't, what, what they've actually said or not said. So 
Here we go. You ready? So we're going to Texas. We're going to the southern border. As you know, we've completed the wall. They may want to expand it. We have the expansion underway. It's been tremendously successful, far beyond what anyone thought. We're stopping in large numbers the drugs coming into the country for many, many years and decades. Uh, we're stopping a lot of illegal immigration. Our numbers have been very good. There does seem to be a surge now because people are coming up. Some caravans are starting to form because they think there's going to be uh, a lot in it for them if they're able to get through. But we're able to stop it. The wall has made a tremendous difference. I think some of you are coming with me, but the wall has made a tremendous difference on the southern border. Uh, as far as this is concerned, we want no violence, never violence. We want absolutely no violence. And on the impeachment... Let me let me stop there for just one second for you guys. I'm not quite sure how much clearer Donald Trump can be. Uh, again, if you go back and read the speeches at the Trump rally thing, uh, he was very clear. I don't want violence, no violence, go home peacefully, that sort of thing. Now you have him again. We don't want violence, no violence, that sort of thing. And uh, he's going to talk about impeachment, too, because remember what we have now is Biden... We have Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer all talking about all the division created by Donald Trump during his administration. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. You can make your own opinions about how he made you feel. The bottom line is what they're doing is not restoring the faith of the people in government. They're not restoring unity in America. And uh, Donald Trump is going to talk about that right here. It's really a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This impeachment is causing tremendous anger. And you're doing it, and it's really a terrible thing that they're doing. For Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path, I think it's causing tremendous danger to our country, and it's causing tremendous anger. I want no violence. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody. I want no violence. You know, what's what's interesting is to claim that Donald Trump and here's the claim, right? Here's the claim. Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection because of what other people did. He is guilty of inciting, not by the words that he said, but the way he makes people feel, right? That's the argument that's now being transmitted across the globe. Oh, 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 it's not really what he said. It's how he made people feel. Well, if that's the standard for inciting, then what these politicians are doing ought to be very careful about the standard that they create can be used against them as well. Right? I don't know my Christian friends out there remember the um remember the the story of Haman and Mordecai how Haman built the gallows for Mordecai and then because of his arrogance because of his vengeance because of his evil wicked intent Haman ended up hanging 
on the gallows that he created for Mordecai. And that's just simply a matter of a biblical truth. It's a matter of human nature truth. It's a matter of biblical justice, if you were. And uh, Thomas Paine actually remarked on that, that the laws that we create to punish our enemies will be the same laws that come to punish us. And so that's the kind of thing that, you know, you, you better be careful what you're what you're looking at because are uh, careful what you do for your enemy, because it's probably going to come back on you. Donald Trump has said over and over again that there will be no he wants no violence and he wants no part of any violence. But. We have a situation in America, and I just want to sort of close out today's show with this little nugget of truth. We have a situation in America where our education information is being absolutely flooded, overcome, overshadowed, with disinformation. It is coming from all levels, from all sides. This is classic societal destabilization tactic. The enemy is flooding our system with disinformation. This is classic psyops destabilization. I don't want to sound like, you know, people like, oh, Chris Ann's going full on Alex Jones. She's she's talking about conspiracy. No, I am talking about psychological manipulative facts. You go read anybody who has worked in military intelligence, anybody who has worked in interrogation, anybody who has worked in the information business on the governmental level, especially in military intelligence, will tell you that the key to society's destabilization, one of the most powerful tools of destabilization, is to flood the society with disinformation. So much disinformation from all levels that people no longer believe truth when they hear it, that even truth itself becomes questionable. That is, that is typical psyops destabilization. That's what's happening in America, guys. The enemies of America on a global scale are rejoicing over the chaos that is happening in America. You can call it China. You can call it Russia. You can call it Democrat. You can call it Republican. You can call it communist. You can call it leftist. You can call it statist. You can call it alt-right. You can call it anarcho-communist. You can call it anarchism. You can call it whatever you want. The bottom line is the tactic is still the same. It's disinformation to sow confusion to create chaos. And that's destabilization on the society level. We must be smarter than the enemy. Number one, don't spread disinformation. Don't do it. 
even if you're being funny, don't do it. Don't spread it. Oh, my God, I just saw on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Okay. Beware of all of these YouTube videos, all these Twitter videos, all these Facebook videos. Breaking news. Okay. Beware. Disinformation. Please. Make sure that you personally vet everything before you share it. Make sure that you... Look, I tell you to test me out, guys. Test me out. I am not above being wrong and shock and awe. I've actually been wrong a few times. Just ask JC. (laughs) Just a few times. So, please, we have a country to save. We have a liberty to restore. Please vet your information before you repeat it. And Katie, you know what? We wouldn't be where we are today if we had been the investigators all along. We have been taught for too long in our government education system what to believe, what to think, instead of how to think. It's time to re-engage the critical thinking brains that God gave us and start moving forward to a more liberty-successful society. It is never too late. My goodness, Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed because God found a dozen people faithful. There are a whole lot more of us in America today who are faithful to liberty, who are faithful to our future, who are faithful to truth. It is not too late. And by the way, if too late comes from your mouth, that is not truth. That is an excuse. And this is an excuse-free zone. Get involved state and local. Right now, you should be mapping out the bills that your state legislators are going to hear in the first session. Get educated on those bills. Get involved. Start showing up. Be there. Be there. Be there. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, joining us today. We so appreciate you being with us. We will be with you tomorrow as well. JC will be back in the in in uh, the Liberty First studio tomorrow. And I just simply want to say, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Make sure you like. If you're just listening to us on audio, share, share, share as well. You can share our podcasts because we need to spread truth. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah.